Welcome to Kingsway's weekly podcast. We hope this message blesses you. To follow Jesus, what does it look like to experience the truth? We all have different glimpses and, 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 and glimmers of it as we approach uh, things from different angles. And so as we all share our opinions and our views, we uncover more and more truth. We all grow. We all learn the bits that of what we believe that might be wrong. We all learn new bits that might be right. Um, and so the concept we were going to do today for the Q&A is we're going to have you, as in the church, ask a question, whatever question. There is no right or wrong question. A question is, I don't know if I fully know the answer to this. What does everyone else think? And then we're going to have you, the church, answer. Um, I don't know really what that looks like. We might end up with one question and it might end up running away with us. It might be that um, none of you have questions and we go home. Um, or it might be that we get through 20 questions and everyone has the right answer and we can finish off with one answer. Um, who knows? Um, but if anyone wants to start us off, I've got some questions that people did contact me with, but if they're here, they can ask it in person. Um, there was no one that contacted me and said that this should be anonymous. So, um, And if you are here and you didn't contact me, this is your time, and I want to give pre uh, preference to whoever is here. And so, who's got a question to start us off? Yes, Mike. Okay, here we go. Thank you. Um, I was listening to a talk um, by Steve Chalk, funny enough, a couple of days ago, and he raised the, the, the topic of um, Christianity. How much is it dependent on like a postcode? So it was an interesting one, because like, in England, you're brought up in an area where there's lots of churches, there's lots of Bibles, stuff to read. You're heavily, heavily weighted to becoming a Christian. But say you were um, in another country, like... Um, wherever, Palestine, Pakistan. for instance, you know, you, 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 could be, you could become a Muslim because uh, where, where everybody lived, you're a Muslim. So the question he raised is, is the postcode of where you happen to be born, is that, is that fundamental in be becoming a Christian? I'll leave that with you. <laughs> Answers? On a postcode. No, I am not going to give answers here. Please hold me accountable to biting my tongue. Well, actually, having an English postcode might be disadvantage when you weigh it up against other countries. China has got, I think, much more percent Christians in China. South Korea, something like 40-odd percent. So might work the other way. already regretting not having a runner. I think, I think it's a great question, which I don't really, I, I want to ans answer with a question. Is that, that's what politicians do, isn't it? Um, it raises huge, for me, implica uh, questions about what, uh, how, how we understand and relate to God. Um, because if I did live in a country where Christianity was not easily accessible, and I, and I live my life in ignorance, what do I think God's going to say at that moment when this life ends and the next life starts? Uh, is he going to, oh, bad for you that you were born in Uzbekistan and the missionary didn't reach you. I mean, it's just a, 
I don't have an answer, but and I'm I, I'm glad I'm not God, you know, because he, you know, but it does, you know. As much as I love the journey of faith that I'm on, um, I do wonder um, what about folk who are on a, dare I say, it, different journey, um, who don't share my postcode or my spiritual postcode or my glorious Christian inheritance. Um, so, anybody got a view on that? Um, I was talking about this with uh, somebody who um, wasn't of any particular faith. You can be um, born of a Muslim mum and dad and become a Muslim. You are Muslim because you're born like that. But you're not a Christian by being born with Christian parents. It's a conscious decision. Whereas the, the rest of the country would say that we are a Christian country. I don't know where they get that from, but um, there's that to consider. Um, now, I don't know, maybe Phil can answer this one, but other people can. Is it true somebody said that if you've got a Jewish mother, you're a Jew? But if you've, if you've got a Jewish father, yeah. No, mother, it's mother. Right, okay. So, so that's interesting as well, just to add to it. Anyone else any thoughts? Yes, Marielle. I have a thought because one day I was thinking about this, thinking people that live in the Jewish community are Jewish. But then I went far as trying to make it logical and thinking, okay, I can divide the world in the ones that who don't believe there is a God and the ones that believe there is a God. Then I can, between the ones that there is, believe that there is a God, they are the ones that believe there is only one supreme God. And the ones that believe there are many gods, like Hinduism or Buddhism. And then if I go to the ones that believe that there is only one God, and then I'm going to go into the Muslims, uh, Jewish, Christians. So that made me um, be more assured that first probably of all is whether you as a human being, you believe there is a God or not. And when I see the, the human beings in general, or for example, if I go to Bolivia, to the guys that were there in the jungle, or Brazil, the Brazil that they lived in the jungle, they all believe there is a God, but no one really thought then. So I think we are born with faith, all humans, and for whatever reason, some of them decide to rationally say there is no God. So I don't think it's the other way around. I don't think it's the way that you are born thinking that there is no God, and then you believe there is a God. I think we all humans, we are born with this faith. And the way that you direct your faith, then you are directly influenced by your parents, society, and then we can go ahead with thinking about Jesus, if Jesus is the Messiah, because like Muslims, the Jews, they are still waiting for, his, for the Messiah. Muslims, they believe in Mahomet, you know, and, and we believe Jesus is our savior. That is the way that I see. Yeah, it's a really, 
It is a really interesting one. I think for some of these things, I end up just saying, do you know what, God, it's okay for me not to know, to, to not be able to understand and just to give that to you because you've flung the planets into position and I can't, you know, make toast without burning it, basically. Um, so there's an element of that as well as, that, oh, thank goodness I don't have to, you know, understand everything. But one, I saw like a little meme this morning and I can't get out of my head because I just thought it was so... The way some things like that make you think, and it was basically a picture of somebody who just, he just, um, it was like a bit cartoony, so it had God, you know, and it was like, welcome to, it said something like, oh, you know, you just died, and he said to the guy, so, um, so, what was heaven like? And this guy just died. And God was saying, what was it like? How did you like my heaven? And he's like, oh, that's interesting. can't actually say much, so you'd be rather pleased about that. Uh -huh. um, yeah, clearly it's a postcode lottery. There's no doubt whatsoever. Um, and um, I think for that very reason, I mean, you either believe that Jesus said, go, make disciples and teach and all of that sort of stuff. I mean, I think that's the reason he said that. Because it's a, it's a jungle out there, postcode lottery out there. There's no doubt whatsoever chaos out there and Jesus said look go take the kingdom take take light into darkness take order into chaos take love into whatever uh, so you either believe Jesus said that or you don't uh, I believe he did <laughs> I'm not actually talking about whether I'm doing it <laughs> but there you go okay Um, just to say, I was listening to um, a while back uh, a story about some guys who were Inuit, um, Indian or whatever you might, that's not the right word, but you know, like um, in, in America, and they were un unreached in terms of gospel or Christianity, um, and then a missionary went to them and um, began to describe Jesus to them. And then the um, guy who led the, the tribe said, oh, we've already met him. He's the creator. The creator revealed himself to us and we worship him. Um, so they, they already had a faith and a relationship with Jesus Christ. They just didn't call him Jesus and they didn't call themselves Christians, but they knew him and, and he was exactly the same as the missionary was describing. So I think God is big, he's, he's amazing, and he has the capacity to let the people know that he's alive and who he is. Else? Yeah. I'd heard about that, Paula, and um, I've, I've been hearing stories about from different people uh, on the internet and different places saying that a lot of Muslims are having visions of Jesus in the sleep. Jesus is coming to them in the sleep and, you know, he'll do whatever he wants, won't he, you know. And um, when, when I was, I wasn't brought up a Christian. My mum and dad weren't Christians. And uh, I actually became a Christian through reading a book in the library. So, and watching something on TV, you know, one of the Jesus films. And uh, that's how... God led me. Anyone else, any thoughts on that topic? 
Tom. Um, just reading uh, Luke 12. Um, for those who've received a greater revelation from their master have required a greater obedience, and those who've been entrusted with great responsibility will be held more responsible to their master. So um, um, ignorance isn't an excuse, but... Um, um, the servant who does not know his master's will and unwittingly does what is wrong will be punished less severely. Um, so I'm sure God takes it all into account. Any other thoughts? Tony, you're jumping out a bit. <laughs> Don't even twitch. Don't put your hand anywhere. No, I suppose um, it's more like a question. Rather than that, to follow on, this should be an interesting one. But um, do you have to become a Christian before you die? (laughs) Answer? Is that your full answer? Gems was play it safe. Um, for me, like, when I think about that, I just think if God can't work outside of our mortality or whatever, then how big really is he? Um, I'm going to try and answer both. Um, very badly. My, my response to this is not intellectual, it's emotional. Um, which is very unusual for me because I tend to think my way through things. But when it comes to salvation, um, people, where people go after death, my reaction is completely emotional. I spent 20 years learning that God loved me, learning that God is love, and I cannot and will not accept that he condemns anybody to eternal torment when he loves them. That's my answer. Well I, well, I was just thinking that, you know, Jesus went and spoke to the spirits in hell or something. I don't know if it was the spirits, but time only exists for our benefit that are alive. And I feel that was to everybody. Um, so I don't feel that the end is when you take your last breath on earth, if you like, or your last chance or whatever. Um, and even those, if you look at that parable where... Um, some, you know, everybody got the same wages and some had worked all day and some had worked an hour and then some were on the last minute, you know, and they all got the, re- they all got the same reward or whatever. Um, and just, I know that you can't rely on people's experience. I know that, all right. But I have met this lovely man. We were at a wedding with him um, and he got stung by a deadly jellyfish in, um, where? Mauritius. There you go. Thank you, Tom. (laughs) All right. Um, And so he died, and he was dead for some time. And we've got the, we actually got his story on a a video, if you want to see it. But um, when when he was dead, he, and he was an atheist, sorry. So he died 
not believing in God, quite vehemently not. However, in, as he died, he met Jesus, and Jesus gave him the option, I'm not quite, I can't quite remember it, but just come back and tell everybody that he was <laughs> alive or, or not, you know. Um, and he wanted to come back and he wanted to tell everyone. And he did, and he's, this, he's got a church in London, he's um, just a really lovely man who spends his life, really, really spends his life, obviously gifted to communicate the gospel and... Um, yeah, so. I will. I suppose it depends if you, if, if you think about, when I became a Christian, it was all about fear. So if you don't want to go to hell, you need to become a Christian. Um, but it's not as it's about relationship. So why would you wait to take the chance and see what happens after you die? Because surely life is better with Jesus anyway. Just a quick one. I saw um, some a kind of a cartoon thing that said, get to know him before you meet him. And um, I have perhaps a different, I don't know whether, maybe everybody else has the same view, but um, there's only one way to the Father, and that's through Jesus. And that is, Jesus said, I come that you will have eternal life. Now, when he says eternal life is to know the Father, so if you, if you take advantage of what I'm offering, you will not perish on this earth, but you will be in abundance because I came that you might have life in all its fullness. And the, I've been thinking this week about the word might. Uh, it's not you will, but you might. So you can take advantage of what is on offer, or you can... You know, you can go to Costa every day and enjoy coffee, or you can just go now and again, or you might just think, oh, I can't be bothered. I think that's what people do. They, the Lord wants to give everybody a fantastic life, but we limit his, the part he plays in our lives because we get sidetracked by everything else. And some people are really suffering because they don't want his goodness in their life. Any other thoughts on this? Yeah. I'll, I'll stand up. So you can see my face. I can't stand not seeing people's faces when they talk. It really annoys me. Any road. Uh, the man who was stung by a jellyfish, I've actually seen him. I went to one of his talks. He's married with a family uh, and enjoying his life. Uh, the, the difference there was he actually died, but he went, actually seemingly went to hell. And then, in fact, uh, he cried out and he was lifted up. And he met Jesus, uh, and then he was given this vision of all these people. Um, and uh, he, said, he said, I don't know anything. He said, no, those are the people you will know if you go back, because I'm going to give you a choice to go back or go to heaven. And he showed him heaven, which was green fields. And whether that's how that, how that relates, I don't know. But anyway, that's, that's. so we decided to go, and these are the people you will speak to, and they will become Christians, and they will follow my way. That's the story of him. But I was thinking of the parables of the feast. Uh, in, it talks about the parable of the feast where uh, there's this chap comes in with the wrong clothes on. So everyone has got the, the white clothes, which would mean that what we, what we get when we die. And this chap didn't have the right clothes, so he was sent out to eternal torment. So whether you believe that or not, it's one of these stories that Jesus told. 
and then there was a chap hung on the cross and uh, he said oh he said remember me Jesus when you go and he was a thief but he says I believe in you and then he says well today you'll be in paradise with me so that was dead good one the other one said oh sod off I don't want that so that's that's the way I see it. I read my Bible and I read the stories and the parables and that sort of stuff. It's an amazing book. I've read it like six times. Uh, that's because I'm an idiot. <laughs> I, like, I like reading any road up. I've read hundreds of books of testimonies of people giving their testimony about, about dying and about coming back to life. There's so many stories. And they're not story stories like Once Upon a Time with Three Bears. They're proper stories about people's real lives. So I think that... Uh, uh, and Jesus said, uh, go out and speak to people and tell them about me. Well, why would he do that if it wasn't really necessary? You know, I, I think we need to be going out. Uh, I mean, I used to go to St. Mary's. I've been there for 38 years. And he used to say, when are we going to go out? It's all right, coming to church. Really cozy, great, great events. My wife still goes there. And great stuff happening, loads of talks and conferences and exciting stuff. Wonderful things happening, but they don't go out. It's all a, a big club uh, where they all pat each other on the back and say how lovely you are. But we need to be going out there. I used to, uh, when Ben was here, we used to have this uh, love sale, and I used to think, oh, I want to do that. Can I? Can I do it? I said, oh no, we don't do it at St Mary's. We do, it's not our territory. It's the wrong parish. I thought, they're crying out loud. So I believe we need to tell as many people as we can about Jesus because when they're dead maybe they're not going to go to heaven I don't like me back either um, I respect everyone's opinion and we all have an opinion don't we and we have some teaching well, that we've been taught well I believe about them perishing is that they have a flipping awful life and they don't have to have an awful life if they know Jesus. Yeah, but he doesn't say they're going to hell. It means I've come to give you life and life abundantly. And that's the life we have on this earth. And if they say no, God doesn't write them off. I don't believe God writes them off at all. I believe that they've made that choice because they've, they've just not got revelation. You just don't understand it. So if, if you want a real life... Then accept Jesus as your saviour and believe in him, yeah? But if you refuse, then you're going to have a stinking, awful, miserable life. Because you've no one to turn to when it's dark and when everything's pouring on you. Do you understand me? And I think the word perish means you're going to have a flipping, awful life standing on your own. But he's always there and he'll move heaven and he'll move earth to get to you. You know, I've heard all these stories and I believe them with all my heart. He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to know him as saviour. For God so loved the world. So is he going to turn off just because somebody, well, I don't really understand it and I'm not right bothered. Is he like he's still going to go for them? And that's what we have, that's what we do. 
Go and telling them. We don't have to tell them even sometimes. We just have to be there. We just have to hug them. And then they say, there's something about you that's different. And it's called love. And that's what we're about here at Kings. We're about loving people. And they just want to know more. So we are Jesus on that. You know, I were at Esther Ruth. She went to this Lord's thing. And she's been playing some of this, the past pilgrimages on YouTube, yeah? And there was this... Um, one 2014 it was a pilgrimage and the father invited two of the children up and he held the hands and he said these words and it really got to me he said I'm holding your hands now and this is Jesus loving in, loving you because he lives in me and he lives in you so you go out there and get hold of somebody's hands so they can feel Jesus' love too and that's the gospel it's a gospel of love it's a gospel of showing who we are in Christ it's a gospel of showing them there's a better life than this and yeah of course you'll have tough times we can all stand up and say tough times that we've had but he's there for us so I'm introducing you to Jesus, my friend, who will love on you, whatever you're going through. So no, he doesn't give up on anybody. Every, you know, I've really come a long way from my, in my beliefs and what I've been taught and what Holy Spirit's taught me, that he is the answer. Yes, he is. And just because they say, no, I don't really want, it doesn't mean that he's give up on them. No way, no way. You know, my son died a drug addict, Yeah. My son Daniel died a drug, a drug addict. He'd loved the Lord, but he'd, he'd fallen off of the path. And through circumstances, he got on these drugs again. And I'm just telling you, this is a little inspiration to you. And, and you, anyway, they rushed him to hospital, and they were trying to get him back to life. And me and I was Zoe were in the waiting room, and we heard his name, Daniel, Daniel. And both Zoe and I, we, we're deaf. We have an ear that's, that don't work. And she said, did you hear that? I said, yeah. So we went into the hallway where the rest of the family were, and we said, did you, did you just say Daniel? I said, no. That's strange. So anyway, the long and short of it was a, a pastor came, uh, Pastor Sam, and he prayed for Daniel because he was... He was totally unconscious he was on, on a machine and uh, nothing happened and yeah I was praying in tongues and doing everything standing on my head but the thing is he just didn't uh, he didn't live he died but Pastor Sam told my son-in-law that when he was praying for Daniel he saw Daniel sat at a table with Jesus and Jesus was saying to Daniel, Daniel, do you want to come home with me to heaven or do you want to stay? And that's when it clicked. God was shouting, calling to Daniel and he said, I want to go. And he went. And that's just an, some, and I've had loads of experiences since then. But I know where he is. I know where my daughter is. She was alcoholic. His love is unconditional and Jesus did it once and for all. For all humanity. So he never gives up on no one. And I know some of the worst people that we would class as worse will be in heaven because of his amazing love. Because his son took the whole sin of the world once and for all.
Anyone else have something they want to share on that? It's hard to top that one, eh? No other thoughts on that? Okay, can I ask a question that someone asked, but it links to this, and I thought it was, it was really interesting. Um, they said, why do we have to live before going to heaven? So that the, the, the concept is, if the purpose is for us to get to heaven, why are we here? So it kind of touches on like the purpose of our lives, or, or why there even is an earth, or humanity existing here, but yeah. But Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is here or near. So I actually don't, personally, my theology is that I don't see a difference between here and where I'm going to be after I die. Um, we have an open heaven. This is heaven. Should we choose to make it like, feel like heaven for other people? <laughs> oh, and just one thing. Just one more thing before I... Um, just on the last um, thing, I love that thing that uh, Christian Aid have as their little tagline where, it's, where they say, uh, we believe in life before death. So I think that's what Jesus is all about, life before death. And I think life before death is heaven. I think that's our challenge is to look around and say, oh my goodness, this is heaven. How can we make it more heaven for people? That's our challenge. So I don't think it's to do with dying and then going to heaven, personally. That's my feeling about it, my theology. Sorry, Mariella. What I was going to say is, heaven and hell is a very difficult topic because the Bible doesn't say a lot about it, I think. So it's a lot about what we believe. And interesting enough, Sarah, I, you said you believe there isn't much difference, and I believe there is a huge difference. <laughs> so I, I believe that it's completely different than we, in a way that our minds are not able even to describe. But then what is right and wrong? There is not really right and wrong because the Bible doesn't really give many details, does it? Yeah, just a quick one. I was, I've not been coming to Kingsway for that many, many years. But somebody who's influenced me incredibly, blaming over the chat with the glasses over there, Andy, he, he's made it perfectly clear to me that heaven is here now. You know, we don't need to die to get to heaven. That would be absurd anyway. You know, we, we, we live our lives and we've got to bring heaven in our daily life now. Hands are shooting up, this is great. Well, I just think we've all died. Didn't we all die when we accepted Jesus into our life? We, he lives in us. We live in him. We died that moment. And if he died and we died, we rose again and we live. And if we're body, spirit and soul, we have access to heaven now. So I'm certainly not looking for... <laughs> 60 whatever 70 years I'm I've already died and I'm living living a whole life now in heaven and on earth which is pretty cool <laughs> yeah kind of similar really I think we we have this obsession with with next don't we and investing everything now in whatever's next and I think we miss so much we miss like 
Joe just said, heaven now, we miss. And we miss actually hell now as well for people who, um, whether that's a state of mind or, or the suffering, um, we miss it. And I think that was a big part of Jesus' ministry was, you know, the Lord's Prayer. Um, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven now. And, yeah. Um, I'm just reading a book um, that Andy recommended, Patmos. Um, and something I've been thinking a lot about recently is going back to the question of what we're here for. Jesus sent an angel or angels to, depart, to declare these fantastic tidings to the shepherds. And then an angel came to visit Mary and I think the thing is, we're here because we get to join in his work. Otherwise, he could just keep us in heaven like angels and just you know do our own thing. But it, it, even angels get to do what God... And that, that's the benefit of being able to do it. So when he says, go out and preach the gospel and make disciples, it's not because like, oh, flipping heck, I'm going to knock open some doors. It's like, you know, you get to do this. You know, this is going to be a really good thing. But we've been, well, I've been brought up to, you know, you're all right, but you're not as good as the JWs because they do it religiously. <laughs> oh, did you have your hand up? So I've got it. Uh, yeah, just, just answering the question that was asked, I mean, why are we alive? I mean, right in the very first chapters of Genesis the Bible says God made things and he looked and he saw that it was good. God kind of happens to like this creation <laughs> and he thinks it's good and there's no doubt that he says when Jesus says I came that you should have this life, have it abundantly and my view of life and salvation and heaven and all of that stuff is you know recognizing you know where this world comes from recognizing and then engaging with it and that's life and Jesus said I came that you should have life and have it abundantly and that you should engage with this life in this amazing creation that I've made that I happen to think is really amazing yeah I think that's why we're alive Anyone else? Oh, there's a podium there, by the way. No? Oh, oh. I'm just going to say, um, being someone who's trapped in a body that's not fantastic, um, I'm really hoping heaven's better than now. <laughs> Stood up again. Um, I, I've been 38 years a non-Christian, and 38 years a Christian, right? So the first 38 years wasn't very good. I'm going to say a swear word then, sorry. And then the, this last 38 years has been absolutely amazing, and I've been on a journey. But I think when I, my first 38 years, like you were saying, I was going somewhere, where, where's my destiny? Whereas now, I've already reached it when I became a Christian, because I realized I, I was already in heaven, on earth. 
so I wasn't bothered about my destination because I was already in my destination. So I wasn't going anywhere. I've... Anyway, that's complicated. But I also believe that when God created me, he already, before I was in the womb, I believe I was already in his mind. So he already knew Clive Clifton before I was actually conceived by my mum and dad. And then I was, became this person who he'd already decided my destiny in that context, what I was going to be doing, what I should be doing. But then, of course, we renege on that because we don't know him. Uh, when, we, when we're born. We have the spirit. Someone said about this, we have the spirit of, uh, of God in us, and I believe that before conception, but at conception, we have that spirit in us, and then we have this journey that we have to go on. So I, it, to me, it's been a marvelous thing to be 38 years in heaven on earth, and it wasn't very good the first 38 years, heaven not on earth. Um, I'd just like to share about, um, I became a Christian in 1985 and three months after I became a Christian we found out that my husband had MS and I do believe that God came to our rescue but it was very, very hard and I'll say about what Paul has just said that he's di he died two years ago and I believe he's in an absolutely, he's in a place of bliss he can walk. I believe that he's walking on the edge of the sea, that he's not been able to... He always used to go in, in the sea when we went on holiday. And uh, it, he, wasn't, he wasn't even able to get on the beach because he was in a wheelchair and the beaches aren't... It's becoming better now, but um, he couldn't even get on the beach. And it, it used, he really... He used to pretend he was drowning. You know, when the Jaws film came out, uh, <laughs> he used to go up and down in the water and pretend that the charts had got him and I sat, I'd be sat there, you know. But, uh, yeah, and I'd, I, I would say that it was 30 years of a very, very difficult journey, but in that journey there were moments and there have been moments of great joy and compensation for the suffering because I call it joy and pain in the same box. Um... And, and there was tastes of heaven in the suffering, you know. But I, re I do, but I, I had a... I hope I'm not going on too long. Um, I had um, an experience with God in 2005 and uh, I was dreaming and I was in a meeting um, and my, my son-in-law went out to the front and asked for prayer and he's an atheist. And then uh, I woke up and I thought, I must write this down, I must write it down. And uh, I went downstairs to make myself a cup of tea and I didn't get any further. I just stood in the kitchen and the love of God hit me and it lasted for five hours and I couldn't do anything. I had to go upstairs. I went upstairs to my husband and I said, I've opened the front door for the carer. I've got to go in the little bedroom on my own because I've... And it was, I can't explain it to anybody, it was the most powerful, wonderful thing. And I shook for two days after. And, and then, a few months down the line, we were told that he had leukaemia on top of the MS. And I just think God came and strengthened me because he knew what I was going to have to face. And it's a mystery, isn't it? And I can't explain that experience, but I know that experience, I said to him, I want to come with you now. And he said, no, you can't come yet. 
I, I, and I'm not scared of dying anymore. I used to be scared of dying. Even as a Christian, I've been scared of dying. And it was like, I never asked him any questions. I didn't say, well, why is he ill, all this? Because he took me into this place of serenity that I wouldn't need to ask any questions. And I think when we do meet him, we won't need to ask him any questions. We won't need to ask him about illness or why did my mum have this and why did my dad have that? And Because when we meet him, it'll all just fade away. And I actually experienced that in my body and I'm so grateful. And I've had a very, very painful journey. Really, I, couldn't, I want to give my testimony one day and share with you all what God's brought me through because he is amazing. Yeah, I've just lost my mum six weeks ago and he's, he's with me. Yeah. I'm in pain as well. But my, dad, my, dad was, my dad's been worried about facing a heart operation for six months. He's just lost his wife and he's been told he's got to have a heart operation. And on Friday we went to see the consultant and he's told him he doesn't need to have the operation. Wow. <laughs> he said that the dangers of the operation, he's 85, they outweigh the risk. And I have been so stressed and so anxious because I was thinking I'm going to have to look after my dad now on, on top of my mum and my husband and not that I wouldn't have done it, I would have done it, but I was, I've been desperate and saying to God, I need you to show me something positive. And this, it, and it's all melted away, all the stress and the anxiety. Wow. Wonderful. Wonderful, Eva. Awesome. We probably need to finish up at six o'clock. Does anyone have any burning one last thought? Or are you happy to finish up? Okay. So there was lots of different views, different thoughts, different expressions, questions, answers expressed as questions, uh, uh, answers that were definitely answers for a lot of people, and for other people would probably create more questions than actually provide answers. And um, what I'd encourage you to do is, if someone said something that you were like, what? Go speak to them. Because you'll grow. And so will they. You, you'll benefit from talking to people that do not think exactly like you think. Um, you'll either be more convicted of your truth as you talk to them and think, now this doesn't make any sense, or the lie that you believe will get eroded by their truth. There's only a win-win in having healthy conversation with people that think differently. Um, and so I really encourage you to do that. I encourage you not to be scared of questions. God is not scared of questions. You know, uh, we do not worship a God that trembles at the thought of being questioned. Um, God is the answer to questions. It is Jesus who is the truth. Um, and so when we ask questions, we seek Jesus, we seek the truth. Um, and so let me just quickly pray and, and we'll, we'll wrap up. Papa, thank you so much that you love us, that you delight in us, that you um, cherish the thought of spending eternity with us, whatever that looks like. But starting right now, um, we get to experience you, Papa. And Father, I just thank you that you sent Jesus. You sent Jesus as the truth. Um, the answer to all our questions, and not just in the Sunday school way, um, but he represents, he demonstrates your purpose, your life, your love, your grace, your mercy, your acceptance. And so, Papa, I just pray that as we continue to journey, that you would, you would um, reveal yourself to us more and more, that we would go on a journey with one another, that, that we would, um, in relationship with one another, experience more of who you are, that we would um, be um, 
humble enough to, to know that we do not have it all, that we do not know everything, but that we would be excited that in community we can grow, that we can learn more, that we can get closer to you, Papa, that we can get closer to the true self that we have in us. Papa, that, that person that we believe is in us, Jesus Christ, that we can reveal more and more of him as we, we explore what is the truth, who is the truth. And so bless us, Papa, more and more as we go out. We just step into more and more of what you have for us. Um, and I just pray that every person in this room would have an amazing encounter with you. And it would continue on throughout the week. Like, like um, Yvonne said there, that, that it's just this amazing, overwhelming experience of who you are, of your love, of your compassion, of your grace, of your mercy. That, that all questions um, are met in that experience, Papa. Amen. Bless you guys. Thank you so much for engaging as well. That was a lot more fun um, than if none of you asked questions or gave answers. Um, and so, yeah, thank you very much. Have a good one, guys. Here's... We hope this message blessed you. If you're hungry for the more of God, if you want to be equipped to live the normal Christian life 24-7, see miracles, walk in healthy relationships, and discover Christ in you, then why don't you head over to www.idestiny.org.uk. iDestiny is Kingsway's five-month full-time ministry and discipleship school, starting both in March and September every year. For more information on Kingsway Church, please visit www.kwcm.org. And for more information about our destiny, please visit www.idestiny.org.uk. Have a great day.